I'm Brinkley. And I'm Whitney. And this is the Blooming 30s podcast. We are two best friends living long distance that have found connection through marriage, motherhood, and growing in our 20s. Join us in our conversations as we bloom in our 30s. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Happy it's actually Wednesday today while we're recording today. as well as releasing. So that feels good. I don't think we've done that, have we? No, I think that's a first. So do you want to share any life updates or your bloom for the week? Not much else life updates. School's a go in. It's just, I feel like my house is staying cleaner, all the things like good. just settling into our routine. It's been chillier weather lately, which is like good and bad. Yeah. Good because it's like, I love that time of year and like it's just perfect weather outside, but bad because I know it's going to go by so fast and I'm not ready. I think I have, I think most of Utah has a little bit of um, winter PTSD from last year. So I'm no, nervous. you should. That was horrible. Yeah. Horrible and so long. So I'm just like, I feel those feelings coming now, but not much else. I finished Akatar. Oh, yeah. I don't, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I already shared that because I finished it. Like, no, last week you were like two chapters away, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to finish that day and I did finish that day and I was sad. Um, and I still am sad, but I've started another one and I still just, but now I've commissioned Michael to read it. Oh really? Has he started? Yeah. Yeah. He's almost done with the first one. So I'm really proud of him. So, so I'm on chapter 15 and I'm ready to call it quits. No, no. He's like, like, it's so boring. Like, and it is, I feel like the first one is really just like a lot of groundwork. So keep going and keep going. It is so hard. I, I've seen like, you know, the sound like the never Mac down, never what? Never back <laughs> yeah. down, never what? I've yeah. seen that like in reference to this series because like you just have to like get through the first one and then Kay. it gets so good. Like you can't give up. I feel like I but, nailed down why I'm struggling with it. There's just zero relatability for me. And I feel like okay. at least with like anything else fantasy wise that I've gotten into like Twilight, I keep comparing yeah. it to Twilight because that's really all I have under my belt. But like Twilight's relatable. She was from Phoenix, Arizona. It's a girl. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But this one is just like I and I think when you were saying about the visualization, I think what I'm visualizing these characters to be and look like I think I got it all wrong. So I don't know if okay, I should so go into now, TikTok like, or if no. If you know where I'm at, don't go into TikTok because you'll see spoilers. That's so I've had Michael about. tell me like what's going on right now and then yeah. I'll show him stuff Dude, like that's so spoiler free. <laughs> I'm committed. <laughs> so if you just like tell me like, okay, this is what's happening right now in the book. I'll send you like a few like, okay, this is what this should look like. Like this is who this character okay. is. And like, so you don't see spoilers because you will see spoilers. Don't look it up. And I, I feel like that I would. would ruin it. I know. And I wanted to so bad because I was like, it would just help me so much more if I could see. But if you're down to do that and that's not annoying yeah. to you, Girl, I I'll got you. <laughs> Anyone needs me to send them play by plays of this book. I got you. So I feel like I need someone to do that for me right now. I just started another series by the same. And I'm like in that phase of like, I finished the first book and I think the first book ends in a good way and it like captures you like right at the end. Okay. I like but that. But like this book that I just finished, I finished and I was like, that was lame. Like, yeah, yeah. Nothing came from it. Well, I'm, so I started I'm like, another book that I saw. Somehow I look at one TikTok about books and like suddenly they're all just being thrown my way. Yes. The algorithm. The Sneaky. algorithm gets you. And so 
there was this one and like everyone's responses in the comments about this one book. I was like, oh, I should try that. And I, like I said, I was kind of hitting like a really big wall with Akatar. So I started listening to this other one yesterday, but it's honestly giving me the same vibes as far as it's just so boring. I'm like, where is yeah. it at where, where everyone is where's loving the... this? Yeah. Yeah. So no, the first one really is like Michael's like, I'm still trying to figure out like, what's the point of this book? Like, where is it going with the storyline? Like, what's happening? And so he just barely he's like, almost to the end. So I feel like he's just barely at the cusp of like, okay, this is when it gets a little interesting. But before that, it's just a lot of groundwork. So Gotta okay. never back down, never quit. Never back down. That's going to be in my head now every <laughs> single time I play it. That's so funny. Yeah. But I mean, it. No. there has been like interesting things and I feel like I'm following the storyline so much better when I first started it. Like chapter one, I was so lost. I was like, like I don't know happening? what this is. I don't understand what's going on. I feel like I'm intrigued by a lot of things, but also like I texted you and I was like, well, what the freak is a fairy? And like, why yeah. is a wolf a fairy? And you're like, yeah, a traditional fairy. Like <laughs> I've seen like, yeah, I think I sent you the TikTok of like what people think. I yes. mean, like when I say I'm reading about fairies and it's like Tinkerbell and it's like, yes. what I actually mean, like it's like so different. You have to like disconnect it. And I think that's where listening may be. Yeah different because Getting it, it wrong. said fairies but it's spelled different so like I knew right off the bat it wasn't like a Tinkerbell fairy because it's spelled yep. different I don't know so no I'm glad that we figured that out early on though because I was like I'm assuming it's not the same but when you told me how it was spelled I was like okay this is something yeah different. so it helps but we'll get yeah, into it we'll get it. it I'm getting we'll there get it. slowly but surely oh <laughs> I know and when you said like I've been convincing Michael to read it because I don't think it is just a girl book. Like, and even yeah. like on TikTok, I'll, I've seen like men review it and like go over it too. So I think it's been fun to like hear like what stands out to Michael or like what he thinks of characters because it's like yeah. different than me as a woman perspective. Yeah. So it's well, it's fun. funny because when you said that and you said you were going to get Michael to read it, I started talking to Cameron about it. And so we were working on the kitchen this weekend. He was like, what's that book? I, I was listening to it, painting my beadboard. And he was like, what's that book? And I was like, oh, tap my phone. Like, you know, that's the one. So he might start it. We'll see. Yeah, he, he'll like it. If, yeah. I always tell people, like, if it, you're, like, um, Hunger Games, Divergent, Twilight, mm-hmm. Harry Potter, like, if you like that, Game of Thrones, like, you'll like this. It's, like, similar vibes. Similar. So, yeah, I can see yeah. that. Anyways, what about well, your life update? The kitchen. <laughs> oh, my gosh, the kitchen. Guys, it's. I feel like it's all I talk about these days. I'm getting really, really boring. (laughs) But it's like the center of your home. It like literally like it's so impactful. And literally throughout this whole thing, like whatever is going on during the day with the project, I like have to get it cleaned up and like ready to go so that we can still stay on our routine, like still have dinner. Yeah, I still wanted to be able to function throughout it. Um, Maybe it would have been harder if like we were ripping out cabinets and stuff like that, but Anyway, we're at a really good spot right now. It's almost there. It's almost there. Oh, my gosh. Saturday was literally one of the worst days I've had in a very long time. I haven't even told you yet. with the project? Everything. Like, everything went to crap on Saturday. I can't even remember exactly everything that happened, but I'll kind of do a little list for you. So, I ran with two of the kids to run errands, and I came home to the handle on my freezer drawer broken. Cameron had pulled it out to like do the countertops over there because we had to fix the countertop over there. Yeah. 
So remember, I bought all the countertops and then that one we had to replace. So I bought a replacement, got it last week, and then we had to wait till the weekend for Cameron to fix it. Come home to the freezer drawer broken and that countertop ruined. So we had to buy another one. (laughs) Oh, no. Lost lost my cool at that point we luckily ordered another countertop but it's like this is now the third replacement yeah money and like time literally and so and it's not even ready till monday so it was Ugh. like a full week at that point to wait and then I, I have to drive out to like deep into albuquerque to go and pick it up anyways my phone completely shattered which sucks i don't know if you can oh see no it. and of course it went right through where my camera is so like when I Marco Polo and stuff, it's been funky. So I had that. And then the legs on Henley's dresser broke. We found a scorpion oh, in our house. Literally like every freaking thing was happening. So many things. Oh, I was done. my gosh. I literally threw my hands up in the air and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, God, God, I don't want to tell me. It was a hard day. Like, oh, ridiculous. No. But we got all of the beadboard installed up until the point where we could because the countertop the counter. has to go in first and then we can do the rest. So oh my gosh. sadly, there's a portion of the beadboard that's not done, but that's fine. <laughs> but we got all of the window trim installed and it's looking good. And then, yeah, basically like got the whole side that I love, like the sink area. So I'll post pictures. Ready. Yeah. I'm really loving how it's looking so far. So Anyway, that's how it went. But I went thrifting and it completely like lifted my spirits. I had the best thrifting shop I've had in a long time. So did you score some of the stuff that is by your kitchen sink? So most of the stuff that's there is thrifted. But I think the only things that's there that I just scored were those little geese pictures that are hanging on the wall. Yeah. Perfect spot for them. I thought so too. I wish they were a little bit bigger, but... It's fine. No, I think they're perfect. Oh, and like I vintage. S- yes, they are. And I scored that like it's like a home sweet home. That oh yeah, be, yeah, yeah. Is it a needlepoint? Is that what you would call that? I don't know. It's like it's fabric picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's darling. It's so cute, and it really cute. like finished the space. We're You're we're in, in the, the end. end. And then I'm just excited because I just feel like I can enjoy the kitchen during yeah. the time of the year that I enjoy it the most. That you want to. You know? Baking and mm-hmm. coziness. Which, speaking of baking, yeah. I have French bread dough that I need to go and form and Ooh. bake right now. We literally Yum. sat down to record and then I got a call from my kid's school that my son Paxton needed to be picked up from the nurse. He had a huge wood chip directly into his knee. So, yeah, like embedded in it. So... We had to stop. Luckily, we didn't start recording yet. That would have Yeah, it was literally like as we pressed play. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we didn't have to stop in the middle of a conversation or anything. But yeah, just motherhood. So now my whole day is thrown off because I'm like, wait, I got to get the bread going. I started prepping dinner. I'm making like a lemon orzo soup situation with like homemade French bread for dinner. Yeah, I'm all thrown off. So it'll be good. Dude, I think every week on the podcast, you should share what's on your dinner plan. (laughs) No. Help me out. (laughs) I think you guys literally think it's better than it is. It was spaghetti and meatballs last night. Like nothing That's more than I had. My kids had Totino's pizza. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) To be fair, I went out for a girl's night, so they were on their own for dinner. So Michael, of course, made him. I even texted him. I was like, there's frozen tortellini that all you have to do is boil and have Mm -hmm. marinara sauce over. And he was like, 
Totino's? Yep, Totino's. <laughs> no, my kids are having mac and cheese tomorrow. We have a babysitter tomorrow night. You know what I'm wanting to do so bad? And I think I might do it next week. I want to go to Trader Joe's and do my full fall shopping haul mm. that I do every year. Do it. I think I might do we that. We like aren't super close to a Trader Joe's. So I feel like I yeah. I never – I mean, you know how far we are. It's not that far, but like I don't think I've – ate enough Trader Joe stuff to mm-hmm. be like it's worth the drive like yeah. if I did and I liked it I'd be like yeah I'll drive up there and get everything but as of right now like I just like don't even know what I'm missing so I know mine's about 20 minutes away from okay, me right now same as mine yeah so like not enough to where I could go every week it just doesn't make yeah. sense for me too but fall I go like and get my big like oh this is everything that I want and Honestly, like the rest of the year, I'm okay going like once or twice the rest of the year. Yeah. Like it's, f- it's the fall, fall season the where I think they have the best stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. have to share what you get so that maybe. I will. Maybe up. I'll make a video out of it. That would be so fun. Today we're talking about friendship. Yeah. Friendship, which is like so loaded. <laughs> no, it is. That's what I was going to say. I was, I was like, why does that feel like such a daunting word? Because it yeah. shouldn't feel that way. I feel like it's something that all of us as adults are like, why is this so hard? Like, I know. Really? I never thought that that would be like one of the more challenging parts of being an adult. And you can like, it seems like everyone else has it figured out, but really like no one does. So, um, I actually read a quote that like highlights that same thing by not being open about how challenging and confusing adult friendships can be. We reinforce the belief that everyone else knows what they're doing, which they don't. So true. Yeah. So true. Like if we just act like it's not hard, then like the people that don't have friends or like are feeling that lack in their life think that like they're some sort of a failure, like they're missing something that everyone else has. And I think yeah. really majority of the people are lacking it just as much as you feel like you are. Totally. So we're all in this together. So but I feel like it. Yeah, it's it's a hard it's a hard subject just because I think there's so much vulnerability in it. Yeah. That, that is scary. That's really hard. I always say like making friends as an adult feels worse than dating ever felt to me. Oh, a hundred percent. Literally feels like you meet a new friend, you schedule a play date or you go to lunch with them. And it does. It feels like you're it's on a like first a date, date. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I feel like what is just an extra level of complication. And we talk about this a lot is because it's not just us anymore. And so like mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we're vibing and that we can be friends, but also the husbands have to get along at a certain mm-hmm. degree. And also depending on the stage of life you're at, the kids, the how kids. many, the ages, the interests, like there's yeah. so many things that come into play. And so sometimes it can feel very very hard to mesh the whole family. Yeah. And it also feels very, very hard to have a girl friendship and not mesh the families. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. There's so many layers to it. I feel like if there's one, like, overall encompassing book, I guess, Mm -hmm. that, like, covers everything I think about friendships, it's called Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Mm -hmm. And I think she writes something else, too, now that I'm saying her name. But um, you can find so many, like, blogs about her book, even if you don't – want to read her book like you can just find the basic principles that she shares um and she kind of does break down a lot of those things that you just brought up like how how or do you even want to integrate 
your friends into your whole family or for your kids or anything like that. And she shares ingredients to make a friend. And I think that like her, it's just like a good way to remember that someone doesn't need to have all of these and someone doesn't need to like, you can have a friend that only has one of these. And like, I think it's so easy to think in our head that like, speaking of dating, it can feel like dating, except in dating and marriages, you are looking for a spouse that has everything for you, really, like as much as possible for you. They need to be your comfort. They need to be your friend. They need to be fun. They need to be smart. They need to like be all of these things for you. And it's only in one person. Friends, you don't need a one doll be all. Like you can have a friend that actually this is like they talk about 10 types of friends you should have in your life. And we get so caught up that it should be the this one friend. And that one friend that is has all it about all. And it it shouldn't be. Because think about how you show up for your friends. You're not the every type of friend. Like the 10 types of friends that they say like you should have. A, a daily duty friend, an old friend, a business friend, a battle buddy, a password protector, fellow obsessive, a yes friend, a mentor, a new friend, a soul sister, and an empty chair. And I know that's like a lot. I just bombarded. But going back no, to like the spouse, so good. you you kind of need a little bit of all of that in your spouse. But in a friend, you don't need that in one single person. You can have a daily duty friend that you every day you're both taking your kids to school. You both walk to the bus stop. That can be your daily duty friend. Or you go to a gym class and you see her at a gym class every day. Like you're doing that. You are with that person doing something you already do. And like, that's that type of friend. An old friend, obviously we all know what that is. Does everybody have an old friend? Not always. Like I grew up moving around all over the place. Like I don't have like an ancient friend that I've been friends with my whole life. But is Mm -hmm. there benefits to an old friend that like maybe your daily duty friend doesn't have? Like, sure. But obviously your daily duty friend isn't going to be your old friend. And your old friend isn't going to be your daily duty friend. Like they're two different responsibilities, roles in your life. And then a business friend, obviously, if you don't work, like you won't need a space for a business friend in your, in your life. Um, a battle buddy, someone that can like really help you through hard times. Someone that's like always there for you to pick you up when you're down, like mm-hmm. help you fight your battles. A password protector, basically someone that you would trust with your life. Like everything. If if push came to shove and like someone needed to go pick up your kids, like say you got in a car accident, who would that be? Um, someone that like you really, really, really trust. Someone you could see yourself giving passwords to. Um, that's important. Would you give that to your daily duty friend? Maybe not. Like they can overlap, but they also can be totally separate. And again, it like takes you away from that perspective of you need to find somebody that is all of these things. Um, the fellow obsessive. Someone that's obsessed with something you are like something as simple as if we're obsessed with the same book and like we can bond over that if we're obsessed with the same trash TV and we can bond over that if we're Mm -hmm. obsessed with a workout class like we can go to that together like someone that you can obsess over your favorite thing with and that person can stay just your fellow obsessive friend or they can grow into other roles but just because they stay in that and doesn't grow into a deeper friendship doesn't mean that that friendship is not valuable. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like no, it's it does. So, like, and I so lo- important. I love this idea, this whole concept, because I do think we fall into that trap of like, oh, 
our friends need to be that everything. And Mm -hmm. I was talking with my sister-in-law. We were talking about this exact subject this week about the whole idea of friendship and how difficult it can be when you're clinging on to, let's say, friendships from high school or friendships from when you were younger. And then what happens? Life happens. Everybody grows up and everybody like leads their own life. And it looks different for quite literally everybody. And I gave her the example of me with one of our closest friends our girlfriend, Hannah. And I said, listen, I was pregnant with my second baby when Hannah got married. Her third child or her first child is the same age as my third child. So there was a time and mm-hmm. even though right now it feels very much so like, okay, she's about to have her fourth yeah, baby. But like, there it was feels a time like, we were in different seasons. Don't hone in on right now. Like think yeah. about the future or your sisters and like knowing that you're going to have siblings that are going to get married and have kids. And this just this whole idea that like it can feel difficult when you have friendships that you want to be your everything, but can't because seasons of life just take yes. people their own direction. And that is so needed. Everybody has to do yes. that. So I love this whole idea that you're sharing though, because I almost feels like it gives the grace that we all need when it comes to old friendships and new friendships. Mm-hmm. And we're not putting the pressure on ourselves or other people to say to show up to be everything. Yeah. It's okay. Like they don't have to be your everything. And, and there's still a, a, an important role in your life. Totally. And I think like when people, at least me, maybe I have it wrong. You'll have to let me know like your perception of it. But to me, I think like with friendships, it's like, okay, well, the smaller the circle, the better. Like that's really mm-hmm. how I have felt the older that I've gotten. But I think when you think of like, oh, this is my friend, like you just mentioned, someone mm-hmm. you you see at the gym every single day or the mom that you walk your kids to the bus stop at the same time time every morning. Like, yeah, maybe that's not your type of girlfriend that you're going to go on a trip with. But like, that's still a friend in your life. And it's still like a vital role in your life to Uh help ease the the chronic loneliness that we have as a generation. Like, it's just somebody to talk to and like to And this is like kind of off subject, but in this book, she studies other cultures, not only today, but like in all of history. And she brings up an example of like an African village, like every day the women would go down and fill up their water and they would go together and they would go and fill it up and walk back to their village. And that was like just their daily duty. That's what they had to do in their life to get functioning water. And as time went on, they had an advancement that made it so that they didn't have to go and walk down and get their water and their water was ready, readily available in their homes. And the rate of the de- depression and loneliness in that village went up like four times just with that little thing because it took wow. away the opportunity to just talk with other people in their community. And mm-hmm. it's not even like these people were their best friends, like we're going to go on girls trips or anything. It was just somebody to talk to and connect with in your community. And it's crazy how vital that is. And I think it's easy to kind of ignore how important that is in our life. Like just because we're seeing them at the bus stop or at the library or at the soccer game or anything like that. And it stays like more surface level friendship, more acquaintances that we can think nothing of it. But those are really important to have us too. Yeah, yes, I agree. When you were saying about how our generation is like, what did you say? Chronically, chronically. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like we have gotten in the habit of depending so much on our connection with others through social media. Absolutely. 
I know for me, for a lot of years throughout like having little, little, little ones, it was YouTube. I mean, I would watch YouTube every day, not TV. Like that yeah. was my daily dose. And it did it. And I think we've said it in past episodes where to me it was like, oh, I love that we have access to all the things we do on our phone. Yeah. To me, it's helped make me not feel so lonely as a mom. Mm-hmm. But it's a double-edged sword. It is. Because when you look into it and you think like, well, I'm watching a video of this family that are getting together for the holidays. And here I am across the country from everyone I know and love celebrating the holidays with just my little yeah. family. Like, yeah, I feel so connected and I feel like I can really like bask in the joy that they're having. But it's like a one-way street because like how are they showing up in your life and connecting with you? They're They're not. not. They're not. They're not. So it's not true human connection. No, it's It's not. It's not. And even though it is like – it's almost like a temporary fill to the loneliness over our lifetime, if that's the only connection we have, we have no connection really. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really hard. But yeah, they say like – today like three out of five people are like inherently lonely and this is like the craziest stat and I've heard it used in so many different ways but loneliness is harder on your body than obesity and smoking three cigarettes a day so like if we think about the fact that like we know we know obesity is hard on our body. We know smoking is hard on our body. We know not exercising is hard on our body. And like we want to make our bodies the best that they can be. And so we put in an effort to, you know, like exercise, like be aware of what we're eating, like don't smoke cigarettes, you know, like, but we completely ignore the importance of finding connection in our life. And like it is truly physically so important for connection. Wow. That's yeah. fascinating. Is that crazy? We can always count on you to bring the statistics to the podcast. (laughs) I'm a science girly. I love it. It's what like speaks to my mind. And it's like that connects it to me and be like, oh, we can't just sit here and say like, because it's kind of hard to measure. Like, yeah, you can say like, oh, I feel better after hanging out with friends or like this helps my life. But like, it's really hard to like actually measure. Like, how is this improving my life? And when you hear stuff like that, like if you're lonely like that is awful on your body like and what are you doing every day to help combat that loneliness well and I think we can so easily diminish something like friendship because and I know I for sure have is we can diminish the value of it thinking oh I'm good good. I don't need it I'm in a busy time in my life I don't even have Mm -hmm. the the capacity yes but so I kind of wanted to roll into that whole idea of like stages of your life, stages of my life where we have felt really, really good when it comes to friendships and times where we haven't been really, really good. What have you learned from those times? What have you done to change all of that? You said in our last episode how one of the best things you've done this year is you've created a really solid Mm -hmm. group of girlfriends. And that is so, so cool that you've done that. So I would love to hear like what you have to share about it. Well, first of all, I always try to remind myself that friendship should never add to your plate. Friendship will always make your plate feel lighter. And if it is to a point that friendship is daunting and adding to your plate, then you need to figure out how to re-pattern your life to fit friendship into your life in a more seamless way, that it is lightening your burden. It doesn't have to be, let's meet up and go get a coffee or let's go shopping. Like it 
it can be something as simple as asking your neighbor for butter. Like something that like is so simple, but like that opens up the doors for friendship and connection. And again, like I think we think it needs to go full force and they need to be my new soul sister, everything. But like that can just be a connection in your community that is valuable. And so that's my first thing is like friendship should always lighten your load. It shouldn't ever be daunting. And if it is daunting, figure out how to work it into your life that you're already going about your life. Invite a friend like you're going to Home Depot. Ask a friend if they want to come with like you're going to Target. Ask a friend if they want to go with you're taking your kids to the park. Ask a friend like just doing things that you already do inviting a friend. But I will say when I lived in Virginia, I feel like that is a time in my life that I was so lonely and Michael was gone. And I think it's so easy to fall back on our spouses for connection and say like, oh, I'm good. I don't need friends. I I have my husband. I'm not lonely because my husband is great and he shows up in my life and I love him and we all should be best friends with our husbands. However, we can't expect our husband to fill all of our, all of our voids. Like, we need so much more in our life than just what our husbands can provide. So I definitely fell in the trap of I was out in Virginia and I didn't have my husband or friends. So it was literally just me. And I look back on that time and I think I have, I thought at the time I had never actively tried to make friends so hard and had nothing to show for it. And that can be really, really discouraging. And I think that happens a lot where people say like, I've been trying, I've been trying, I've been trying. And like, at what point do you like stop showing up because it's not being reciprocated or not, or stop putting yourself out there. Um, That's one of the things about friendship though, that can feel so difficult and so sad is rejection. To find a friend that like is operating on the same level as you is showing up at the same. Yes. Frequency is you is offering is like that is so hard to find. Yes. So hard. It really, really, really is. Um, so I I heard a quote once that it was like, if you feel like you're not fitting at a table, build your own table. And that was like such a game changer to me because I was trying to show up and squeeze into other people's tables. When Mm -hmm. I was in Virginia, I was trying to squeeze into this friend group that looked like they were lots of fun. I was trying to squeeze in with this mom that had daughters the same age as me. Or like I was trying to squeeze into their already existing table. And sometimes that can work. Absolutely, that can work. But it sometimes it doesn't. And so instead, I was feeling at the point in my life where I was then, I was super discouraged. And I just thought, like, I'm so lonely. I keep trying. I keep trying with these people. And not that they were rude or anything like that. It was just... there was nothing there. Like the, the reciprocation wasn't there. The relatability wasn't there, anything. So during that time is when I moved to Utah and I grew up here, but it I moved away when I was 15. So it's not like I moved back into my same community and had existing friends already. I didn't. So when I moved to Utah, so I knew that it was something that I lacked in Virginia and I knew it was something that was really, really hard on me. And I knew that it was something I wanted to be proactive about in Utah. And upon moving in Utah, I built my own table off that quote. And I started a Bunko group. I had never played Bunko. I didn't know anybody that played Bunko. I just had heard of it and thought, that's an easy way to bring people together. And so 
the way Bunko works, but you can do a, a cookbook club if you're someone that really likes cooking or baking or anything like that. Like invite people to that. I would totally go to a cookbook. If you have a cookbook club here in Utah, please invite me. <laughs> I need help in my life. Uh, a book club, uh, a park, like reoccurring park date, a yoga thing, like anything like that. But what I did is I set up a Bunko group and I didn't know 12 people. You need 12 people to play Bunko. I did not know 12 people. And at that point, I actually didn't really like physically know anybody. I knew a few people on social media. So I messaged, I think, two other girls that I had never met that I knew like about they lived somewhat near me, like within 30, 40 minutes of me. And I said like, hey, I'm trying to start a Bunko group. Do you have a friend that you can invite to? And do they have a friend that they can invite to? And so the first time that we got together, everybody at least knew one person. But I didn't know anyone else besides the two people that I had invited. And it, this was, what, seven years ago? And I still talk to all of those women. And I still get together with all of those women. And it's evolved over the years. Like we started with those 12 people. And then, you know, life happens. People move. People have to drop out because of work or people, you know, like it evolves. And so now instead of only having those 12 people, I've met like probably 40 people from that it's like grown. over the course mm -hmm. of years. Yes. So I, I almost wish I would have done that in Virginia because I was mm -hmm. just constantly trying to fit into other people's tables there. And when I moved to Utah, I just said, like, I'm going to create my own table. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm feeling this way, guarantee other people are feeling this way. And mm -hmm. I think we just have to remember that if we are constantly looking for friends, I don't know a so single person else. that would say, like, you know what? I'm good on my friends. Like, I don't need yeah. any new friends. Like, everybody yeah. is always open to new friends. So yeah. everybody is open to it. And Well, and I feel like that idea of it's almost like we sit and we wait around for other people to do the work, for other people to invite yes. us and to welcome us in. You got to be vulnerable. And you got to really do it. You have to put yourself out there. And that is so hard and can sometimes be so scary. But yeah. the fact that you started a group literally knowing nobody and look how it flourished. Yeah. You have to do it yourself. If you, you have want to do what it. you want, you got to get after it. And yeah. That's how you'll see the results. We live in the era of Amazon Prime. We want instant gratification. We want something to our door in two days, zero work. And there is truly no way to build friendships without awkwardness, vulnerability, transparency, yeah. all of the uncomfy things. Like there's no way around that. There's no shortcut to having a best friend. Like the only way to that final destination of having a good friend is through it. And I know I've told you this, but Oxford um, has done a study. Here it is with another stat. <laughs> um, Oxford has said it takes 50 hours to make a casual friend. 50 hours did, is a long time. You did share this with me. And that's just a casual friend. 90 hours to make like a real friend. Again, that's a long time. 200 hours to make a close friend. Yeah. If you think about, okay, if I'm meeting up with somebody once a once a month even to go to the park with our kids. That's not even an hour of dedicated time because you have your kids with you. So I'd say maybe like 30 minutes of actual conversation within that hour. Okay, how many times is it going to take until you're at that 50 hours for a casual friend? Like you have to just be willing to put in the work and be patient because it's not going to happen overnight. And I think yeah. a lot of times we can get discouraged and we meet somebody and say like, oh, we didn't hit it off. Yeah. Moving on. 
moving on when we're yeah. like really discounting someone that could be a really, really vital part in our life and yeah. become a beautiful connection just because right off the bat, after 10 hours, we say, I'm not really feeling it with that person. And yeah. you have to just like stick with it and be patient and keep trying because you never know what's going to come of it. That's so true. So when we lived out in Ohio, I feel like the same. I had never worked so hard in my life to make friends because it's like really it's your family. Your friends yeah. are your family when you have a situation like that. I remember sitting in a meeting one time and this girl had said that when I moved in, it just seemed like everybody flocked to us and helped us and like we just all became instant friends so fast. And to me, I actually saw that with her. I thought, oh my mm. gosh, like she connects with everybody so well and like they're all more relatable than we are. Like we're the ones on the outskirts. Yeah. And so I, I think that that's a really interesting perception totally. of friendship is like if you think like, oh, someone's got it good and they have all the friends, they're probably thinking that of you too. Yeah. And like in reality, you're both probably feeling the same way where you're yeah. both probably still craving more connection, more friendship, more yeah. hangouts. And so again, like back to the point of like, do it yourself. Like you have yeah. to put the work in to try hard to get the results that you want. And yeah. I can say that with full confidence now because I haven't tried hardly at all here in New Mexico. I've had that MO of, oh, I'm too busy. Like, I don't have the mm -hmm. capacity. And like you're saying, like, well, a friendship shouldn't take away. They should add. Yeah. Anyway, you just have to figure out the pattern of your life to make it you that do. way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that goes back to what I was saying of like, Everybody needs a friend. So you can look at other groups of friends and say, yeah, like they're good. Everyone has their friends. Everyone does certain things like look for the outliers. Look for who else needs a friend instead of trying to fit in to a table that seems like they already have friends. Like look for and again, you're just judging that like it looks like they have friends, but like you don't right. know what their connections well, and are. And also, even if they do have a solid friend group connection, and that's so wonderful, like you have we no clue more. what you could add to them. Oh, like, totally. You have to value and love yourself enough to go, you know what? Like I'm a catch and I know that yeah. I could bring value to them just as much yes. as they could bring to me. And almost if you get out of that mindset and think like, well, what can they do for me? Think yes, like, but what, what can I add my showing up? Going back to the like um, 10 types of friends you need in your life, they call it like a a life council, like a board. You think of a business and you have a board of directors and everyone plays a different role. Like whoever is in charge of the finance isn't going to be telling marketing how to do their job. It's the same in friends of like you each have a strength and how you're showing up. Yeah. Take, for example, like you have a yes friend and a mentor. Chances are those probably are a totally different friend like that won't overlap because a mentor is someone that like you would go to for advice. Maybe someone that's not in the same chapter of life that you're in, like someone that has gone through something that you haven't gone through, like yep. maybe isn't really re like relatable to you right now, but you can go to that's a mentor. And then a yes friend, maybe somebody that like you would never go to for advice or like a good heart to heart or to vent. But like, you know what, when you're in a funk, they're always the one to be like, yeah, let's go have fun. But I'm going to, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Like they're your friend that's, you can count on to just go and have fun. And that you can think like, oh, I need a yes friend and a mentor to be the same person. But like, think about how you show up. Chances are, I'm probably not a yes friend to anyone in my life. Like I'm not spontaneous. I'm not like, 
let's go right now. Let's go have fun. Let loose. I'm probably not showing up for anyone in my life in that capacity, but I can think of people in my life that show up as my yes friend and how valuable that is and how much I need that. But that's going to be different than my old friend or my daily duty friend. Like how am I showing up and like respect what you're bringing to the table and know your value because you, I can get hard on myself thinking like, Oh, like how come I'm nobody's mentor? Like, or like nobody comes to me for advice or vice versa, like anything like that. But like, if I am someone's fellow obsessive friend, I don't know. Like I have to value that in myself and see my value in how I'm showing up in my friendships. Well, I want to make a point when you had said, um, I can't remember exactly how you said it, but it had something to do with along the lines of other people have gone through something that you haven't yet. Mm -hmm. And so looking up to them almost as a mentor, how do you know if you're making a judgment, let's say you've hung Mm -hmm. out with someone a couple of times and kind of like you said with how many hours you need to be around these people, how do you know that you're not going to totally click and hit it off Yeah, with, because maybe there is something and I, I revert back to the thought of like, we're here for each other. Like Mm -hmm. we are literally here in this life, going through the things that we're going through, not just for ourselves on our own experience. It's literally to help others. others. And that was also discovered when we did our life purpose program Mm -hmm. at the end of it, when we came up with our life purpose, our life purpose wasn't for ourselves. It was for other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, not everyone you come across is going to be an open book and share with you their life story the first totally. or second time you hang out. Do you? I mean, am I, I opening do, but... up? <laughs> I I do not. I it takes me you a don't? long time to open up yeah. and be vulnerable with somebody. So like somebody could write me off within yep. the first twenty hours of spending with me that I'm not vulnerable or I'm not like I yeah. don't have anything hard in my life or anything. They didn't anything find like something that. to connect with you on quite yes. yet. But I urge everybody, myself included, how do you know? You have to give people more time and more of a chance to develop the relationship more, to connect more on deeper issues and deeper things. Because what if you catch something or they catch something that each other has done, accomplished, gone through, whatever it is, and that's where they go. That's the one. It could just be the one thing. Yeah. Yes. And I just think yeah. that's so exciting. Like if we can kind of get out of this like, oh my gosh, it's so hard and it's so daunting and almost look at it like that is so exciting. There's been a quote that I've seen go around a lot and I'm not going to lie. Every time I've seen it, I haven't liked it. <laughs> but this idea that we're talking about has had me looking at it in a different light. It's simple. You still haven't met all of the people who are going mm. to love you. I love I'm sure that. everyone has heard that. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't love that because to me, I'm like, okay, well, who's going to love me more than these solid relationships and connections I've had for most of my life? And also, I think what can be tricky about developing adult relationships versus carrying in a childhood relationship or a high school friendship or whatever it is, is people literally love you as you grow up, right? Yeah. And so like I can look at my group of girlfriends and I can go like, I know they always got my back because they quite literally have known me since I was so young Mm -hmm. and they have seen me grow and evolve and they've loved me throughout all of that Mm -hmm. versus if I go and meet a new friend today, they have to learn to love me through all of the crap that I already am and like they have to figure out if that meshes with them. Like that seems so much more challenging And to me, I'm like, okay, like, I don't think anyone's going to love me more than like the people I have right now. 
Mm-hmm. But I think if we can almost revert that thought process and go like, no, that's actually so exciting to think about. Well, and it's almost like not a better or worse, but like how beautiful is it if you do fight someone later in your life that chooses to love you for who you are right now? Because it's right. almost like people that have been with you for a long time, not love you by default, because of course we know friendships fall out, but like you're right. more inclined to stay connected with somebody because you were friends with them once upon a time and you go through them, even if they change things and like you're very different now, like you're like a little bit more inclined to like stick with them. But yeah. how beautiful is it for somebody to find you as you are today and say, I love that. Like I connect with that, like who you are today, not any part of your past, not because we went to the same high school or not because mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, not because we had our kids at the same time. Like there was no common ground in the past, but like who you are right now today, I connect with. And I think that is like a really beautiful thing to think about too. It is not better or worse, but it's a good thing. But it is. Yeah. No, I love that so much. I feel like to wrap it up, I have like three like bullet points to just like wrap up and summarize everything we do. Um, Number one, keep your eyes and mind open. Like you said, like we don't your heart. Don't and your heart, shut your heart keep out. it open. You have yeah. to keep your everything open to the fact that everyone you meet could be a really vital role in your life and they could be a really big part of your community and you can't write them off right away. Um, second one, let it be loose. Like we said, it's like marriage, but also not like marriage. You're not vetting to find the one. Like there's so much pressure on to find your new best friend, your new soul sister, your new everything. And it doesn't have to be that way. Keep it loose. Keep it casual. Let the chips fall where they may and Mm -hmm. see what comes. And then three, just being consistent, consistently vulnerable, consistently showing up, consistently on the lookout, consistently open, just all things consistent in your life. And over time, it will add up to great connections. That's the key right there, I think. Consistency. Yeah. Isn't that so hard? Like it's how many so times are we like, to... we got to get together and then months go yeah, by? Nothing. Like, well, so or hard. like you invite someone two times and then you're like, well, I'm done. I tried. Like their turn. Yeah. Like you have to <laughs> yeah. keep keep trying and keep looking for different ways in your life to add a friend or like to connect with somebody and yeah, just let it be casual. I think we just put so much pressure that like we need to find our new soul sister and then we end up just chronically lonely because we haven't found the one when we're not meant to only have the one. Like we need to have lots of different connections in our life and they all hold a place of value. I just can't get over that. I feel like you're a prodigy and I need to bow down to you (laughs) for saying all of that. That was amazing. Like really that helped me so much. I mean, it can look like we talked about earlier from the outside looking in, like people have it all made and like they've got their friends and they've got it all. But even you just sharing that like new perspective of like, you're not looking for the one. You got your one. That's who you're married to. Yeah. You need to find other people to literally fill all of these other little cups that are empty right now. Yeah. And I love And we can't expect one person to do it all. Going back to like adults, we fear rejection like big time. Like kids make friends so easily because they've never like truly been rejected by a friend yet. Like that just isn't even. So I went through a phase for a long time that. I convinced myself I didn't need friends. And so I'm telling you guys all of these stats of like how much you need it because that's what I was telling myself. Like I needed to convince myself and I needed to know 
why do I need to even try to have friends? Like I was at a point in my life, like I don't need friends. Like I've got my husband, I've got my kids. I'm good. I don't need that. And so like, I really had to convince myself and teach myself like, no, you do need friends. Like you, you need a community and it's unhealthy to be chronically lonely. And we can't rely on our Instagram followers. Like how are they showing up in your daily life to connect with you? You may feel connected to them and that's great. And we need that, but that's a band-aid over an entire life. You're going to end up feeling very lonely. So you need people to show up in your life physically, not just on social media. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, we would love you forever. If you would subscribe and leave us a rating and review, we do monthly giveaways from these as a thank you. Come hang out with us over on Instagram. Don't forget to look for ways to bloom. We'll see you next week.